Welcome to the Black Mind Garden, where we are remapping minds so you can create a life you design. If you are ready to be a fly on the wall for some deep and delicious conversation, then you're in the right place. This podcast is all about planting new thought seeds and empowering our black minds to go deeper, touching on topics that most people may not think to think about. And we do this with everyday real people who are just trying to make a difference in the world. I am your host, Dr. Maisha Claiborne, Master NLP and Hypnosis Practitioner and Trainer, Author, Speaker and Coach and the Founder of the Black Mind Garden Community. I'm here to motivate, empower and inspire you to be powerfully in the driver's seat of your mind and think outside the box so you can have the deepest experience of joy, success, freedom and peace of mind in all areas of your life. Now, let's get to the good stuff. But before we do, go ahead and hit that subscribe button so you can stay in the know every time we release another mind remapping meal for you. Okay, y'all, let's get meta. Hello, hello, listeners. We are back with Remap Your Mind. It's time to create a life you design. And I'm so excited to have my friend and my colleague, Dr. Kelly Jackson King. Dr. Kelly is, we met like a few years ago. It seems like, it seems like it's just, just yesterday, but I know, (laughs) but the pandemic has been, oh, it's made time do things. But we met a while ago and I started working with Kelly because Um, you know, it's important for us to plan in our lives, plan to pass on um, wealth, plan to to, um, have difficult conversations with our partners, with our family. And, you know, Dr. Kelly, she is a conduit for that, for entrepreneurs, for other doctors. And we're going to be talking about that today. So uh, you guys stay tuned. This is going to be a really, really good conversation. But first, I just want to welcome you, Dr. Kelly, to the show. How are you? I am doing well, despite all of the craziness that's going on in the world. Um, You know, in some ways, it's been a crazy last year or so. But in some ways, it's also been a great time to reflect and spend some time with family. So, you know, in all things, there's good and the bad and anything you're handed, right? So we all experience that. But I'm doing well. Thank you. How are you? I am doing well. I'm excited to have this conversation. I just think it's so important uh, to have these deeper conversations with our people. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So before we jump in, I want I want the listeners to know who you are, what you do, and kind of your journey into to doing what you do now, supporting uh, us, I say us, and and creating and passing on that generational wealth. You know, that's a um, great question, Maisha. I um well just to give kind of my background and the basics. I say my biggest role that I enjoy the most is being a mother and a wife. Um, But on the more technical side, I get the pleasure of, I say, bringing life into the world as an obstetrician, gynecologist, taking care of women. But I also work, interestingly, full-time as an entrepreneur from home. And I basically bridge the gap between families and small business owners and kind of the legal solutions that they need 
but maybe they don't have the deep pockets to get those solutions. And so I provide services that can help them to do that. And I got started, it's an interesting story. I was working for an HMO and they offered affordable legal services as an employee benefit. And, you know, talking about this conversation, how this all began was my husband and I knew we needed to get some things done. We had delayed the conversation. We side skirted the conversation. And finally I was pregnant with my son and we said, the time is now we need to have the talk because mm -hmm. I'm an OB and he's an OB, interestingly. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. we know that, you know, things sometimes happen unexpectedly and we right. didn't want to have waited all this time to have our two beautiful children and not have a plan to leave a legacy behind for them. So we started the conversation. It was a pre-conversation before, and then it was the conversation when it was like, okay, now we need to put pen to paper. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And it's so important. I mean, and I think especially when kids become involved, that's when we wake up like, Ooh. yes, <laughs> we should do it before. But somehow, you know, we all have prompters in our lives that mm -hmm. bring us to a point where we say it's time, you know, mm -hmm. but it was one of the best conversations we had. So, yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's it's powerful. You know, I, I know for myself before I had my son, I, I, I knew about like, you know, of course, because I'm a physician, same, right? Yeah. That, that there was, it's important to have those end of life conversations, but I didn't have the context for generational wealth because I didn't have a child. Mm, and so yeah, now, yeah. yeah, so now I have this six-year-old and all I can think about is, you know, if God forbid something were to happen to me, like, what am I leaving him? What am I leaving him to set him up for his future, right? Absolutely. And so, you know, it's a conversation that I have with my mom, because I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a single mom right now, right? Yes. So it's a conversation that I have with my, with my mom, with my son's father, with my father, you know, yes. in the case of, and even with my sisters, because Absolutely. I think it's important that they all kind of know, you know, these are my wishes. Mm -hmm. um, this is what, you know, this is, this is who I want to take care of Delson. This is yes. what I wish if I were to become incapacitated and also to set up structures, specific structures that will get passed down to Delson. Um, if he's a minor, they go into a trust, but you know, to, to get passed down so he's all set for his future, no matter what happens to me. Absolutely. Um, I agree with you 100%. It's it for me, we had the financial side of it, mm -hmm. and we had the what I call the purely human love sign side of it. Mm -hmm. So when I was pregnant and when I was having my children, I did the thought that if something happened that there wasn't a plan in place where I pre-thought about exactly who I would want to care for my children, mm -hmm. that emotionally was enough to prompt me to say, take a step. And then the second part of it was my things, right? Mm -hmm. And so I also wanted to make sure everything that I had worked so hard for was going to get passed down, that I can leave a, a love legacy. I actually think about um, this, this planning as a love legacy. So yeah. sometimes we think of it as a financial legacy, mm -hmm. but I like to make it also a really positive thing, a love legacy saying, I care about you enough to one, provide for you if something, and I can't 
um, physically care for you. Yeah. And two, I've worked so hard for things. I love you and I want you to have those things. So yeah. I, I, I reframe it in my mind that way, as opposed to framing it in my mind of, uh, I, you know, I'm going to die. We all know that, right. but it's a love legacy that I'm really, really focusing on. I, I love, I really love that, that reframing that it's a love legacy. Now I want to, I want to point to something though. You know, we sometimes, I think in our culture, when we talk about leaving a financial legacy, um, there is sometimes a negative connotation like, oh, you know, at least, at least from the generation before us, like our parents, mm -hmm. or, you know, they, 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 they want to kill us so they can have some money kind of thing. Yeah. Right. So I, I really want to like get underneath that because I think that's a reason why we don't, we, we are not primed right away to leave these financial legacy. And sometimes we think financial legacy, we, it, it gives us sort of a negative feeling inside. Yeah. Like it's not a positive thing. And I feel like leaving a financial legacy is a positive thing in addition wow. to leaving a love legacy. And I think that's one of the things we need to remap our minds around is that money, leaving money to our kids is, is, a, is a great thing. It's not a bad thing. And there are multiple different ways that you can do it. And you have to be able to, um, you know, get from, I, I think the media and the movie industry has painted this whole life insurance and, and um, you know, the, the leaving the financial legacy in a bad uh, mm. manner, right? Because then it's like, oh, well, if I tell my kids that, you know, I'm, I have life insurance. They're going to knock me off. They're going to try to knock me off. That's <laughs> right. You and, and I said the same phrase, knock me off, right? Right. Right. It's like they're going to throw mama from the train, you know, to try to get that life insurance. And it's not like that. Not um, at all. And so I think that, I think that, and especially when you, when you, you um, put, sometimes you can put conditions on when your Absolutely. kids receive these things. And when you explain to the kids, hey, I'm leaving you a legacy. This is my legacy to you. This is my Absolutely. gift to you. Then it's not just like, when I die, you're going to get a bunch of money. <laughs> you know, so then your kids are just waiting for you to die, right? <laughs> no, yeah. That. That's never the case. So I think we have to really reframe our minds around like what it means to leave a financial legacy so that we can really be actively involved in creating that. Because I can tell you, the conversation from my mom was like, oh, you can't take it to the grave. So, and I'm like, <laughs> well, I, I mean, that's true. That but, is true. you know, you have, you, you can give a gift. That's <laughs> right. Know? I love how your mom said you can't take it to the grave. So why don't we gift it to the people that we care about? So we can just add on to what she said. It doesn't mean that we don't think about it because you can't take it to the grave. It's all the more reason to think about it so that I can bless the people I care about. Exactly. And we may get into some of the statistics as we go along, but the statistics are pretty alarming, particularly in the black and brown community. And mm -hmm. that is something that I'm extremely passionate about. It almost yeah. hurts my heart to see that everybody loves their family just as much as the next culture, mm -hmm. but somehow we have this taboo and stigma surrounding having the conversation to the point where it's actually a detriment that follows generation after generation. And that bothers me. Yeah. because the love legacy is the same. 
So now we just need to attach the financial legacy so that we can make the next generation stronger, stronger, stronger. So I don't like people to think of it as an ending point. I like them to think of it as a beginning point. Right. You are starting the next generation and and sometimes we use generation but let's also be honest there are people without children that's right right. there are people who have not had a family yet right Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. it's still so yes we think generation but it's just a love legacy right it might be a love legacy for your parent that's right elderly that you want to care for it might be a love legacy for your nieces and your sister or your brother that's right so yes generational but let's talk about a love legacy the people i love and care about i love it oh so so good so good really really love that (laughs) and 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 you you know we want to talk statistics you know i was reading that that white people have eight times the wealth eight times the wealth as black families like that's what's happening. The love legacy is the same, but eight times mm-hmm. the wealth of, of, you know, we're at a deficit. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's only because we're really not having the conversations. And I also think, Dr. Kelly, that is because we think it's hard. Yes. We think it's going to be too hard. We think we have to be millionaires. We think yes. we have to be rich in order to leave a legacy. But if you've ever read, and I know we've discussed this book, The The Millionaire Next Door. Yes. That Mm -hmm. book is the most transformational book because it really goes to show that it's not about you having to be a millionaire. You can make $50,000. You can make, you know, $30,000. It's how you approach the wealth. It's how you do it little by little. You got to start somewhere. And even if you start you know, at $25 a month, Absolutely. You know, even if you start like that, you can build and that capitalizes over the years, right? And if you, you invested in the right places and you put it in the right places to create those legacies, then it works. Or, you know, another thing is if you have a, a child or a niece or nephew, you can put a little bit of money away a month. And if the kid is like six or seven, Eight. come on, you know, oh my goodness. <laughs> It doesn't take a lot, Maisha, does not take a lot. You and I mm-hmm. know that, um, but it does take a shifting of the mindset. Absolutely. Right. And so um, you touched upon some really important points. Many people think that I don't need to think about these things if I don't have a lot. Now, mm-hmm. everyone's definition of a lot can be very different, but if you've worked hard for something, <laughs> you've worked hard for it. And you want to have, you should want to have some control over it, right? Mm-hmm. The second thing you mentioned was, is that you don't have to be, you know, we think of estates and planning for people who have a million dollars and they're the CEOs of companies mm-hmm. or they're the movie stars. And so mm-hmm. we discount ourselves from the conversation. Mm-hmm. And I think we need to stop discounting ourselves because we work just as hard as the next person. Mm-hmm. We can set something aside and whatever we've set aside, we want to pass on to the next generation. I, I, I start even as small as you've got a car and you don't want it to get sent to the wrong person who comes mm-hmm. swooping in. We've all heard these stories. Right, right. Swooping in 
on <laughs> at the funeral taking things that you didn't mm -hmm. have any control over because you didn't right. simply outline it right mm -hmm. outline what you wanted mm -hmm. um or you know setting aside bank accounts that people forget about when mm -hmm. someone passes away here's an interesting statistic um it is estimated that the state government controls about 40 billion dollars in unclaimed money and funds 40 what? billion dollars okay oh my god now, i i don't think necessarily it's the government trying to keep right. that money it's because people did not outline mm -hmm. who their beneficiaries were where mm -hmm. they were who they mm -hmm. wanted to have what they forgot about that 401k from a job 20 years ago or the person who was left behind didn't know about it because they didn't outline it and these mm -hmm. things simply get lost 40 billion dollars and what wow. is concerning to me is i don't think that 40 billion dollars that is out there that's never going back to the people it was intended for is coming from communities that planned let's mm -hmm. just be honest nah, that man. 40 billion is coming from the very people who needed it the most mm -hmm. whose families could have benefited the mm -hmm. most mm -hmm. by taking that hour whatever amount of time mm -hmm. to simply document what you have and mm -hmm. where you want it to go to mm -hmm. simply update your beneficiaries on those documents that have beneficiaries mm -hmm. how many stories do we hear that a beneficiary was someone from 15 years ago, maybe an ex, <laughs> oh, ex something happens Ooh. and now they have a new life, a new relationship. But when they pass away, the beneficiary is the person that will inherit that. So we have to have these conversations so that we, again, are leaving that legacy behind to the very people we care about. That's but right. yeah, $40 billion. <laughs> you know, that begs the question, is there a way for people who think they might you know have unclaimed is there a way for them to see if they have unclaimed money absolutely you know that's a great question and in fact there are services where you can go online and input your information and see if there's any unclaimed funds out there with your name on it mm -hmm. um and i would ask people to do that if they have questions about their um, parent that passed away a grandparent mm -hmm. and i believe there may be things where i may be the beneficiary please go and use those services okay right. be careful because there's a lot of them that may not be reputable and they're really mm -hmm. just you know trying to get information but there's some really good ones um also make sure that they are being you know that there's some history behind them particularly mm -hmm. if the state or the government is saying this is a you know a service that can be helpful to you mm -hmm. so yeah there are some services out there but you know i'm about being proactive for the mm -hmm. here and the now absolutely what can we do what can how can we start this conversation right. with our family in an effective productive way so so let's let's get to that like what what's the what is what is the first step like first of all how do you bring this conversation up with a family member because it's so uncomfortable right like yeah. when, you, when you start talking about death and dying people are just so nervous about talking about that kind of stuff oh let's not talk about it so yeah how, like, it'll, how like it'll go it? away right like if we don't mm -hmm. talk about it right, right. we're just gonna live forever yeah, if you never talk about that <laughs> well, you know, um, I have found and learned some helpful hints um, along the way. 
And uh, maybe because I'm a, a, a doctor, I love acronyms. I had to learn so many things in my life. So <laughs> I learned some acronyms that can help us to kind of remember, you know, kind of the steps to take. And the acronym that I have is, um, let's see, I'm putting it down to help people. I am in a positive place of love, okay? So the I stands for you, stands for you. You taking a moment and thinking about what you want, okay? Um, so the people, right? The people being, who do I want to pass things on to? Otherwise, sometimes known as beneficiaries. But then who do I want to be my personal representative? Who do I want to be the guardian of my child? Who do I want to be the trustee? Two different things people don't know about. Guardian is who cares for your child. Trustee is who has the financial responsibilities related to your finances, related to your children. Usually the same person, but they can be the, the be one and the same. Mm -hmm. And then the second thing you need to think about is, let me take a moment and figure out what it is that I have, right? So a part mm -hmm. of the I is you taking a moment for yourself first. Mm -hmm. And then drawing in the people who would be involved, right? So if you choose a personal representative, I need to speak to them. So you're making a plan, right? You're kind of making mm -hmm. a plan. I want to speak to my beneficiaries, particularly if they're adults or maybe mm -hmm. they're young adults, right? So they kind of know what to expect. Mm -hmm. um, and anyone else that would be involved, the guardian, the trustee, because you have to have that conversation with them. You do not want it to be at your passing, all of a sudden, the person you chose to be your personal representative is feeling like, I don't know if I can handle that responsibility right. or the person you thought you wanted to be the guardian um, is feeling like maybe that's not a role they wanna take. So mm -hmm. we wanna have those conversations. I like to say the A in that um, is um, asking, mm -hmm. asking. It is so important. Some people feel like, they wanna take a more direct approach to have the conversation. Other people wanna have a more indirect approach. If you're in a relationship, I believe the relationship, it should always start with you and your partner first. So you, then you and your partner having the conversation. So a direct approach would be asking to set up a time, a date to have the conversation. Mm -hmm. When we ask questions, it gives buy-in as opposed to, I'm just telling you, this is what I want and this is who should raise our children. So we're asking, okay? Mm -hmm. And then the indirect approach would be, oh, you know, I heard about so-and-so who had this situation. What do you feel about that? How mm -hmm. would you like to handle that? If right. that was me, this is what I would want. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's a little bit of an indirect approach. Oh, you remember when Michael Jackson died, this happened and this happened. And so mm -hmm. it's a way to start the conversation in a slow mm -hmm. manner mm -hmm. and in a positive manner, because yeah. you always want to start if it is a difficult conversation, slow and positive. Mm -hmm. Okay, mm -hmm. so those are kind of good ways to kind of get started in the conversation. Mm -hmm. um, it's just to open up the doors before maybe even going into the specific, the specifics. Right. So right. that's just a kind of good way to get started. And I have that's some other perfect. things that kind of go with the I, um, you know, I am in a positive place, love, but. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, I think that's, oh my gosh, that those are some really great starts. And um man, I feel like we are going to need another conversation because we, we talked about generational wealth, but I think one of the things that I want to talk more deeply about as, as you're going through the I am in a positive place of love, I think I want to talk more deeply about um, 
the 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 what is the word that I want to use? Um, last wishes. Yes. And I think this this we're we're segueing into that conversation because stating those sort of last wishes also is related to the wealth, the generational wealth. Absolutely. Piece as well. Absolutely. And so I'm gonna say already, <laughs> you know, I always call it out. This is part one of part two for us. <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. Yes. I'd love to come back. I'd love to share some more information. It's amazing when you start talking, the time just flies. Um, But yeah, we we have to think about those other parts of it, right? So Mm -hmm. like you said, the people, the money, how to start the conversation. Mm -hmm. Um, If I could just backtrack a little bit too, in terms of starting the conversation, Another part about that is choosing a neutral time in the neutral place. Okay. Mm-hmm. <sighs> it is, you know, the worst time, but sometimes we do it is to talk about it when someone is sick, right? Mm. Want to have the conversation preferably before someone is ill. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Much we want to neutralize things, neutralize it, right? Mm-hmm. This is just a conversation right? Mm-hmm. And a neutral place, right? The ICU is not the neutral place. Oh my God. So, no. <laughs> yeah. You know, I have, a, I'm doing a series around the coffee table and around the coffee table is like having these conversations in the right. neutral place around the co- coffee table so that we are doing what wealthy families and other families do. They have these conversations mm-hmm. so that they are treating their business, their family, almost like a business entity, right? And as a business mm-hmm. entity, we talk about finances. We talk mm-hmm. about how to pass things on and mm-hmm. how to build leaders in the business, right? Well, that's yeah. kind of what we're doing as a family. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And 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 so I think that um, when we talk, this is just so interesting. I, I think that you brought it right on back to generational wealth. And um, when we, people people who know me, know that I know how to leave a cliffhanger. <laughs> and so I I, I want to put a pin in it, although I don't want to put a pin in it. Yes. I think that, man, where we're going to go next when we start talking about having these conversations in a neutral environment, not when you're sick, and what to say in these conversations, and what to think about when you're, ha- when you're thinking about last wishes. These are so super important because the worst thing, and I've, I've experienced it as a physician taking care of people Absolutely. in the ICU, is to have people fighting over what next to do. It's the oh worst experience for the family. It's a bad experience for the doctor to experience, but it's, but it's worse for the family involved to, to not know, to not have those wishes laid out. So that's kind of our, that's our cliffhanger point. And what I want to ask you to give the listeners is how can they keep up with you? Because um, I think the services that you provide, um, that you help the community with are so important. And I want them to be able to follow you and to reach out to you to start having these types of conversations. Awesome. I definitely believe some of my information. People can reach out to me um, via email. And my email is um, ls.kjackking at gmail.com. 
Um, but probably one of the best ways to reach out to me is on my Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash ask Dr. Kelly. And that's DR for the doctor. So facebook.com forward slash ask Dr. Kelly. Uh, would be happy to share with you the uh, with everyone the program that my husband and I use. Um, it was a, an, a very affordable solution and it really just helped us to open up the conversation in a very neutral fashion because we could put pen to paper and it wasn't as emotional um, by having that service in place. Yes, and, and it's a service that I use as well and I, that I use through Dr. Kelly as well. So we will have all of her information in the show notes, you all. And again, this is part one of part two. And so Dr. Kelly, you know, I'm going to ask for you to uh, get back on my calendar so we okay. can finish this conversation. Because I, I think we did, you. it's a, such a big conversation to yes. have that it's, it should be split up. It's more comfortable that way. Although, you know, I, I've never been one to keep, make people comfortable. I'm always about kicking people out of their comfort zone, which is one of the reasons why I, uh, have this podcast and I do what I do with my with my mind remapping how however I don't want to completely scare people away <laughs> that's right you're like look well remember I said slow right slow. Start conversation slow and positive because slow it should end detailed and still positive right, right. now what are Absolutely. the action steps that I need to go through mm -hmm. but we start to, by starting a conversation <laughs> that's right well we have started the conversation and we will continue it on the next uh, conversation. And thank you so much, Dr. Kelly, for coming on today and for sharing your wisdom and for you know just the dialogue about the things that we need to be thinking about as we move forward to begin to create this generational wealth for our families, this, this love legacy for our families for our children, or even our parents and our sisters Absolutely. and our siblings um, and the people that we most love and care about in our lives. So I look forward to talking with you again. Thank you so much. You are so welcome. It was a pleasure being on and I'm so looking forward to hopefully meeting some of the people that we can help. All right, all right. Well, you all heard it. You know, this is part one of a, a two-part series and you will be hearing from Dr. Kelly again. Uh, we will have her information on the, on the uh, show notes. So you can go to facebook.com forward slash ask Dr. Kelly. And then you can also go to kellyjacksonking.com as well and check her out. And of course, if you want some mind remapping, some that deeper work to get you past the, the unconscious conversations that may be keeping you stuck from having these types of important conversations. You all know where to find me, remapmymind.com. But the guest of the day is Dr. Kelly. So go check <laughs> her out. We love our listeners. So I want to thank you for being with us. You know, without uh, the listeners, there is no podcast. So please, if you like the show, share it and leave a little review. All right, we will see you on the next one. You guys have a great rest of the day and a great rest of the week. Namaste. Bye-bye. Thanks for spending time with us on this episode. We hope you enjoyed this one as much as we did. Remember to go ahead and hit that subscribe button so that you can be notified every time we release a new episode. Also, this is truly a movement for us. 
and I'm committed that this message reaches the masses. However, I am clear that it is you, our listeners, who help us to grow. So if you like this podcast, I would love and appreciate if you'd let us know. Leave a review on your favorite podcast platform and then share it with just three of your friends. We want to expand our reach and bring transformation to all of our brothers and sisters out there who are still seeking more freedom, purpose, and peace of mind in their lives. And finally, if you want to learn more about how to join our community, it's simple. Go to www.mindremappingnation.com. And if you're interested in learning more about NLP and hypnosis and how you can learn and train with us, consider looking at our upcoming classes. You can read more about that at remapmymind.com or schedule directly if you want more deep work at remapmymind.today. As always, we love and appreciate you and we look forward to seeing you on the next one. Namaste.